Hello, friends. You're listening to the 140th edition of the PCAST. I am Casey Krieger. He is Alex Allard. And welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that is sitting here recording on possibly the greatest sports day of all time. Alex, how are you now? Good. And you? Not so bad. Our PCAST entrance might have sounded a little different this week for more than one reason. <laughs> yes. Still, though, we don't have a sponsor, and uh, we're looking for a new one. So if you're a loyal listener of the PCAST that just so happens to own a business and you want to sponsor this uh, this year podcast, call Parker Phillips at 615-586-4340 or send him an email at pphillips at com. You can also DM me on Twitter or email me and I can get you in touch with Parker and we can uh, we can get that set up. The other, reason, the other reason the podcast has sounded so different today. Today What's is that? the uh, start of the 86th Masters <coughs> Tournament. Quite a day. Golf clap. Golf Quite clap. a day. And uh, one, Eldrick Woods is back. Yes, he is. He's back. And he just went yep. one under. Good for him. He went one under to open the, the 86th Masters. Um, I think he's tied for eighth at one under. Scotty Scheffler was leading last time. I looked at four under. That's the number one player in the world. So, mm-hmm. uh I'll tell you what, Tiger going one under is just impressive enough, and uh, he hadn't played a competitive golf round in 506 days. All of my social media is full of Tiger Woods stuff, but he I'd say he deserves it. It's going to stay that way. Oh, yeah. Because the big cat's in contention, Yes, and he's going to be in the hunt Sunday morning. Mm, yes, he will. Alex, it's your first time ever caring about golf. That's a strong word, um, but it, it's the first time I've ever... Invested, maybe? It's the first time I've ever kept up with the Masters. Um, You've done some research. A whole page I have worth. done a full page of research. Actually, not going to lie. This is mainly um, Casey came into my office the other day and was like, you need somebody to root for for the Masters. So I pulled up the list and we randomly selected two people. Actually, the first one that I got was uh, Austin Greaser. An amateur. An amateur from uh, North Carolina. He's a junior at UNC. Um, so I, I got some research on him. And then uh, Francesco Molinari. Who had a bad day. Who had a very bad day. He's T83 at plus six after one. Yeah. Um, might not be a golf guy, but I know that's not good. It's not great. No. Um, and then I've got, I've got past winners on this sheet. I've got the runner-ups from since 2015. Um, With all I'm, that information. Yeah. Who's, the win- who's your winner? Give me your picks. Oh, man. Um, who'd you say was in the lead? Uh, Cameron Smith and Scotty Scheffler tied at four under. Scheffler's got two left. Okay, it was Scheffler. I heard people talking in a class that I was in um, that they think he's going to win. Oh, he's number one player in the world. It's not yeah, very sneaky it, of a pick. Exactly. Um, but you know what? Give me my boy Greasy. Greaser. Greasy. We, we, that, that's what we called him when we were growing up. You know, we were best friends growing up. Right. Down in uh, North right. Carolina. Cam Smith's the sneaky pick. Number, he's as sneaky as the number six player in the world can be, I guess. Um, he's tied for the lead. He's the Australian with the mullet and the stash. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking and about. And... People like people like Cam Smith, Danny Willett, former Masters champion at Jacksonville State, Gamecock. Okay, tied for third right now. Seen third. him a couple times. Dustin Johnson's also up there. I told Colby yesterday I liked Colin Morikawa because I like the way his irons play. However, he's at plus two, which is tied for forty fifth after one round. He's tied with your boy Greaser. Okay, good boy Greasy. So not not great for my guy Colin. I mean he's still in it, but not the best start. Trying to see who else I like. Um, Jordan Spieth. I always like Jordan Spieth at Augusta. But if I had to, my, my pre tournament pick was Colin Morikawa. And I will not go back on that, even though we are recording after his first mm-hmm. round now. I will not lie to you, the people. Yeah. Colin Morikawa was my guy, and I'm sticking with that. Where do you think uh, Tiger's going to finish? I mean, was this being his first? Top 10. Okay. Well, he's sitting at what time? Tied for 10 right now? Tied for 10. So, okay. I'd say that's pretty good in your first. Match invitational, whatever it's called. Do uh, you have a pick that's not an amateur? No, no, no. Because the only part, the only pe- I only did research on those two. And uh, do you have anything else you would like to share from your research that you haven't? Um, Greaser is the all-time stroke leader in UNC history. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. That's uh, that's all I got. Molinari hit it in the water on twelve in two thousand nineteen to let Tiger uh, yep. back back in, let him but, win. But hey, he has three PGA Tour wins, and his. Best finish at the Masters was tied for fifth in 2019. That's all I got. There's a lot of guys with three PGA Tour wins. Oh, I thought that sounded pretty good. I mean, it's it's. Imp- I mean, yeah, no, that's 
I'm never going to come close to a PGA Tour win, but I feel like true. a lot of guys have three of them. Fair. Francesco Molinari. Not Eduardo. Not Eduardo. That's what, his brother? It's his twin brother. I twin believe. brother. Yeah, okay. Francesco. Yep, not. We'll have more Masters uh, news next week, obviously. Yes. We're also going to use the Masters theme song as the intro this week. You would know that already if you're listening because right. you would have heard that. Is it going to be the outro, too? Uh, no, I think I'm going to go with the Fox uh, Major League Baseball theme song. It is also opening day. I we'll talk more about baseball later. Okay. Yesterday was uh, yesterday, Wednesday, uh, April 6th, was National Student Athlete Day. Yes, it was. We had a big uh, celebration, big mm-hmm. hoopla. Mm-hmm. Had some Kona Ice, had some games. Student athletes kind of came and hung out. The rain kind of kind of made us call an audible. We were going to do it right outside the beach volleyball match, right in front of the Dunn. Mm-hmm. Had to go over to the Jenkins Family Fieldhouse and Foy Center. But got Still it done. done. Got it done. Kona Ice, fun times, some music. Hope everybody had a good day with that. Hope all our student athletes feel the love because we had a lot of people giving it to them yesterday, and they deserve it. Exactly. Yeah. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to everyone. All the stuff that everybody's, you know, student athletes do on a regular basis that, you know, people just don't realize. They have a higher GPA, higher average GPA than the regular students at Austin P. This is true. Yeah. How about uh, that? And how many, how many of the regular students are playing three rounds of golf on the weekend? Not a single one. None of them. Or going to practice, what, six days a week, five days a week at least? Yeah. How about that? Catch up, losers. Come on, guys. Losers might have been a little far. Oh, well. Um, Track and field. Had a good weekend, another good weekend last week at the Hilltopper Relays, Bowling Green, Kentucky, Western Kentucky's event. Uh, another weekend, another four Govs winning. Kenesha Phillips won the 400 meters by 1.09 seconds. It was her first outdoor 400-meter win since winning the OVC title last season. Uh, then Kenesha won the 200 meters. She only wins that every week with a 24-46. Um, Michaela Smith registered her first career outdoor victory in the 800-meter dash. The senior ran the fastest time by a Gov this season. With a two fifteen sixty seven. All right, go Mickey. Yep, Carlin Shooting won the pole vault again. It's the second straight time she's won that event at the Hilltop Relays. She was at four point oh five meters. Dina Hill Tate also finished fifth in the high jump, and Corey McDaniel was fifth in the shot put. And then Carlin Shooting and Kenesha Phillips were the OVC Track Athlete of the Week and OVC Field Athlete of the Week because the earth's round and water's wet. Yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, congrats to them, but at the same time, it's like it's becoming an every every week thing now. And I mean, that's, that's how it's always been. Is anyone else trying? No, of course not. They <laughs> they just know. I mean, they honestly, whenever we leave the OVC, they need to nickname that award the Kanisha Phillips and Carlin Shooting Award. I don't know if she's achieved Kristen Stucker status yet on Player of the Week awards. She's got to be getting close. Mm. Um, Kristen I, did this like every year for like three straight years. Well, Kanisha's going on two years. Three. How so. much did she win it her freshman year? I don't remember. I can't either off the top of my head, but anyways. Anywho, beach volleyball, another good week. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> Started out the weekend, weekend, week, just the week, at the EKU Beach Tournament in Richmond, Kentucky, with a 4-1 to win against Eastern Kentucky on Friday and a 4-1 to win against Jacksonville State on Friday. Uh, just taking names, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday, the Govs fell to North Alabama. A 4-1 to match Saturday morning to start things. Bounce back with a 5-0 sweep of Eastern Illinois. They had a midweek midweek match schedule, a double, double header on, on Wednesday. Who did that happen to be against? Um, North Alabama. The team that beat them on Saturday. And, boy, I think they took it personal. <laughs> Gus came back with a 5-0 win in the first of the double header on Wednesday. Won 4-1 to in the second double header. If you count the extension matches, the number sixes that don't count towards mm-hmm. the team score, the Govs won eleven to one in the doubleheader, and I the one they, they lost was three sets, and it was close. Right. I think they were a little bit angry, a little All bit right. of a chip on their I shoulder heading into personal. Uh, <laughs> Brooke Moore, Michaela Powell in the twos, Marlena Bullington, Kelsey Mead in the ones. They're both twelve and five this season. That's pretty good. Speaking of Bullington and Mead, they were named the OVC Beach Volleyball Pair for the Pair of the Week for the second time this season on Tuesday. The first team in program or the first pair in program history to win that award twice. There we go. Yeah, already. So, uh, good week for them. Baseball good. team. Yeah. Talk about good weeks. Honestly, um, yeah they they welcomed. Was it OVC leading SEMA? Yeah, on a big weekend we had Jersey retirement. Sean mm-hmm. Kelly, major league alumni in the house. AJ Ellis, major league alumni in the house. Nate Main, the only guy with a hundred hits in the season at Austin P, in the house. So, big weekend just all around. We cut the ribbon on the Downey Baseball yeah. Operations Center and Sean Kelly K-Club. 
So everybody was here. Uh, uh, yeah. Everybody that was anybody mm-hmm. for Austin Baseball here. Well, for Friday, the Govs went 4-3. to three. They were down late. Uh, Ty Delancey, Jack Alexander, back-to-back home runs to tie and take the lead. And I don't remember what inning because I wasn't Bottom there. Bottom of the eighth. Bottom of the eighth to tie, take the lead, shut it down in the ninth for a one-run win. Saturday, the Govs are down three late in that one. I cannot tell you what inning it was. I think it was the eighth as well. It was in the seventh. He's got better notes than me. It was in the seventh. Down three in the seventh. What's John McDonald doing his first game back from injury? What did he do? Go ahead. Grand slam. Grand slams are so much cooler when you're down three runs. Oh, exactly. Like a grand slam down one. Yeah, you had a grand slam. That's cool. But grand slam down three when you need all four runs, that's the way to do it. But SEMO, good team. Yeah, they good are teams, very good. Good teams are hard to sweep. So the Red Hawks bounced back and won 6-5 to five on Sunday to uh, salvage one in that series. However, it's a good weekend for the Govs. It's what it, they needed. Exactly. And and even that loss, I mean, that game itself had eight home runs in it. Yeah, big it was yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of bats getting swung in that one. Uh, tough one Tuesday. Yeah. Played it's a number, good team. Played the number 16 team in the country, Vanderbilt, who was coming off a weekend sweep at the hands of Tennessee where they were never even close to a win. No. If we're being honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tim Corbin and Vanderbilt got a little bit of frustration out with a 12-2 win against Austin P on Tuesday at Hawkins Field up in Nashville. Oh, well, they're a good team. Tip your cap there. Not much yeah. you can do. Can't always beat Vanderbilt. Can't always beat Vanderbilt, but you can do it occasionally. Yeah, every so often. Next year, next year we got them. Uh, we're about due next year. Yes, we are. Softball team had a uh, had a series this weekend as well, Alex. They happen to have won that series. Would you like to talk about it? Yes, they did. Um, <laughs> so softball welcome Tennessee Tech. Uh, you know, kind of like what Casey was talking about with the jersey retirements. Osprey softball retur- retired, excuse me, the first jersey in program history. Andrea Miller, her number 32 is up there. And I thought it was really cool, too, because, you know, Chris Austin Sarge was her former coach whenever she was here. So during that whole uh, that retirement, I looked up at Sarge, and he was just like, it's, it's like a proud dad moment, you can kind of tell. And yeah. all, all the players were coming up to him and being like, hey, Coach Austin. And I'm like, who the heck is Coach Austin? It's like, oh, shoot, Sarge. But, uh, but no, that was, that was really cool. Uh, that happened in between uh, Saturday's doubleheader. So in game one of that, the Govs win 9-4 to four against Tech. Um, it was – overall, it was just a great game. Um, Mia Clark had another home run. She's having a great season. Um, and she's catching. And she's catching. Um, so she's been really good. And then you had the jersey retirement. Game two of that, it was 11-1. to one. It was one of those games that it was like – the Govs were really just never in it. Uh, Tennessee Tech scored five runs in the top of the first, which is kind of, you know, like if we're going to lose a game, it's probably because the other team scored first and they scored often in that first. Um, anyways, the Govs take the series on Sunday with a 7-5 victory. Govs score four runs in the top of the first, two in the second, or in the bottom of the first, and then two in the second and win the series. And, yeah. It's all about winning series. And that's what they did. But, but yeah, it was a really good weekend getting to see Andrea and everything. But Did they have another game that was supposed to happen this week? Yeah, they did. Um, guys were supposed to travel to Lipscomb to face the Bisons. And, with an uh, S. With an S. And it got canceled because it was raining yesterday. Was it? All day. <laughs> it, you can't play in the rain? Not unless you have turf. Well, even if you have turf, you can't always play in the rain. That's true. Was there any other sports that you might like to talk about? Maybe... <laughs> Maybe one with a racket and a neon ball that they call tennis. Wow, that's a good good description. Yeah, um, thank you. But yeah, so both tem- both tennis teams opened OVC play last weekend at Belmont. Uh, the women won five to two against the Bruins in the conference opener. Uh, Denise Torrealba and Hanukkah Nakanishi picked up their team best six doubles win of the season. Uh, Danielle Morris and uh, Yana Leader stayed perfect. They won six to three, so the Govs could take the doubles point there. Uh, Yana Martina who has, now has seven singles wins, Danny and uh, Yuha, one in singles to give the, to give the Govs the five points. Uh, cool little stat that I found out whenever I was writing the recap. Oh. So the Govs have now won five straight matches after starting 0-5. It is the fifth straight season the Govs have had at least a five-match winning streak. I, that's kind of neat. Is that good? Uh, you know, I think it's pretty good. And then I want to say if we can get up to – Six or seven, it'll be like the third straight year we've had a seven-match winning streak. Or I just think it's cool. Like, like What's hap- the longest one you've found? 20. When was that? 2019. Good. That was a test. I knew the answer. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Yeah, you can't. 
When it comes to women's tennis, I think I got it. You got it? I got it. Um, How about the men's tennis team? Men's tennis lost 6-1 to one against Belmont. Wasn't great. Uh, Frederick Schlossman, uh, he won from the number one posi- position. But took that down was, the big dog. Took down the big dog. Uh, but that was the only point the guys would get against the Bruins. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they are back in action on Saturday against Eastern Illinois. So looking to pick up a win back there. But The men's golf team played a Moorhead State's golf event, the Carpenter-Cheney Classic, mm-hmm. in Tunica, Mississippi. Of course. Like, like we said, where all Moorhead sporting State, events yeah, from Moorhead, Moorhead State should take place. Uh, it was a match play event, and the Guffs fell to second seed at UT Martin. Five oh one in the first round of the tournament, they dropped the match to third seed at Belmont, three two to one. In the ne- I assume it was a consolation. I never saw actual bracket, um, but that's what would make sense. Don't worry though, Gov's bounced back with a big five oh one win against Tennessee State on the final day of the event. Freshman Reese Britt and senior Jordan Rodriguez led the team. They each won twice, so they were they were getting their match play wins in, and uh, they're I'm not sure how many tournaments they have left for the OVC tournament. I want to say one one or two. I think they've got two, they've got this week and they've maybe one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, good to get a little match play competition in, but. About time to start locking in for that OVC tournament. Exactly. And you got some pieces that are winning. You got you got a freshman. You got a senior who, I don't know. I, hey, never know. Yeah. Anything else we need to talk about, Alex? Not that I can think of. Well, that seems like all of this for now. So uh, we'll take a break. Jada Clark from the Austin P Volleyball and Beach Volleyball, volleyball team is going to step in. And uh, we'll be right back right after this. Send me your location, let's focus on communicating Cause I just need the time and place to come through Send me your location, let's ride the vibrations I don't need nothing else but you At times I wonder why I fool with you, but this is new to me Joining us on the PCAST, she's a freshman on the Austin P Volleyball and Beach Volleyball teams. It's Jada Clark. Jada, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Class is going well. I know you had class this morning. Yes, I did, and it's going good. What class did you have today? Um, I had my biology lab. So you're in person, right? You're not online? Yes. Majority of my classes are in person. I feel like if you're doing a lot of labs and stuff, you can't really do those online. Right. What did you do in biology lab today? Um, we did a simulation. We basically just did ecology stuff. No dissecting anything today? No, sadly. Second semester of school, right? Yes. How's that going? Compa- uh, more used to things now? Kind of yes. In, in the flow? Um, I would say actually it's a lot harder. My classes are a lot harder. Um, I have an 8 a.m. every day, oh. so hard to get up in the morning, but. So classes are a little harder, but you kind of know what you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about volleyball. Let's, cause you play volleyball. Uh, you had a great indoor career at Seagull High School before you came to Austin P, But now, you don't just play indoor. You right. Play beach volleyball. <laughs> yes. Had you ever played beach volleyball? Had you ever even thought about playing beach volleyball before you um, started getting recruited and coming to Austin P? No, not at all. I had never played before, like hardly any for fun either. Um, not competitively at all. Um, I did know coming into it that I was going to play because – Coach tells the freshmen that you have to at least try it. So I did know coming in, but never done it before. So not even like, hey, let's just go. Like, we have a Saturday. Nothing to do. Let's go play some beach volleyball. Maybe with friends that don't play volleyball. Right. So <laughs> not not very serious. No. So you knew when you were getting recruited that you were going to have to play beach volleyball. Did you any, do anything when you were coming? Or are you like, I'm just going to wait and figure it out when we get there? Just wait. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect, Let to be honest. teach you. Yeah. What do you think about beach so far? Um, it's very different. Um, I'm definitely an indoor girl at heart. Okay. <laughs> Can't say I like beach better, but it's definitely going to help me going into indoor. And it's like learning a whole new sport. It's I would say it's the same thing as if I just tried to pick up soccer randomly. Like, they're that different. <laughs> right. What's the biggest difference for you? I'm sorry? What's the biggest difference? Oh, um... So in my position as a middle for indoor, my main job is blocking. Right. And that is 90% eliminated in beach. So you do a lot of defense and 
in my position at indoor, you don't do that. You don't so do any of it, really. No, no, no defense. No at all. serve receive. No, nope, none of nope, that. None of that. <laughs> so that is the biggest, big, biggest difference for sure. So you think Beach is going to help you in indoor? Oh yeah, for sure. It'll make you more versatile. You can do a little bit more of everything. Yes. Do you have a favorite part of Beach so far? Um. If not I, not uh, the sand, right? No. <laughs> if I had to pick something, I guess I could say it doesn't hurt when you fall. It doesn't hurt. Usually when we ever we host beast matches here, we have nice weather. It's sunny. It's like we haven't had that this year. Nope. I, no. Well, I, I didn't even think about this. What was it like playing beach volleyball in the snow? Um, honestly, when you say it, it sounds a lot crazier than it actually was. It just... I guess it was actually kind of fun. Once you get past the sucky part, being cold, you just realize that not a lot of people get to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So indoor season, let's go back to that. You had a good freshman season. You were third on the team in blocks, fourth in kills, and you had five matches where you had double-digit kills. Is there anything you're looking to do better next season, anything you're looking to improve? What are your goals kind of going into the next indoor season? Um, well, always earning a spot. I don't ever go into it guaranteeing myself anything so working hard trying to earn that spot um freshman year i really wanted to get freshman of the year Mm -hmm. but that was a big goal for me so i guess just making like the all-american or not the all-american but the all-conference team Mm -hmm. um getting up there on the kill list for the conference I mean, going into the ASUN, it's going to be a whole different world, but I'm willing for the challenge. There you go. Uh, You already answered my next question. I was going to see, do you prefer indoor or outdoor? uh, Indoor? You you told me that. (laughs) So when I ask everybody, what should I ask Jada Clark about? The first thing everyone said was that your dad is a fitness instructor. So that's all I got was a fitness instructor. You need to explain to me what that is. What does he do? Um, Okay. So my dad owns a personal training gym. So he is a personal trainer along with my stepmom, and they have other personal trainers. <laughs> That's the best way to explain it. So has he trained you before? Yes, all the time. Um, Does he still do it? If I ask him to. Okay. He'll never force me to do anything I don't want to do, but right. um, I am I'm in the gym all the time. Before I came to Austin P trying to get ready, I was doing two-a-days, like 6 a.m., come back at 3, like – it was insane. <laughs> How much do you think your dad being a fitness instructor and having that gym and having that experience has helped your volleyball career? Tremendously. I, I wouldn't be where I am without it. Like, it's a huge aspect to my life. Um, even just, like, coming into the weight room, like, I have good form. I'm able to lift a lot. Like, that makes a big difference on your play. You're just comfortable there. Yeah. Right. Um, so you already said he. Tra- if you go home and you ask him, he'll train you. Yes. Um, so... You train, you play volleyball. Are there any other sports you played when you were in high school, growing up? Um, so I played softball majority of my life. Okay. I was a softball girl all the way up until freshman year of high school. I had never even touched a volleyball. And you never played volleyball? No, I hadn't. So I walked onto the softball field, tried out there, and one of the coaches was like, hey, you should try out for volleyball too because you're tall. Like, just try it. And I was like, okay, well, what's the worst that could happen? So I tried out, and the volleyball coach was like, so you don't know a lick about volleyball, but you have raw athleticism, so we'll take you. <laughs> and then next thing I know, I'm playing volleyball only, and I love it, even though I sucked at it at the beginning, and it all worked out. So you've been playing volleyball for five years? Yes. That's, that's insane. <laughs> that's insane to think about. Now you're yeah. a Division One volleyball player. I want to talk about softball now, though. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Um, what position did you play? Shortstop. You were a shortstop. I mean, you're athletic, so that makes sense. <laughs> Did you think you were going to be a college softball player when you were growing up? I wasn't really thinking that far ahead. Um, I didn't know where softball was going to take me, honestly. But, yes, ultimately, yes. Um, I definitely did not think I was going to be a volleyball player at all. Uh, fun fact is that my middle school year, eighth grade, I went to the first day of volleyball tryouts, and we ran suicides, so I didn't come back to the second day. <laughs> So you made the volleyball team because you were so athletic, the coach said. Did you quit softball that year or did you keep playing? I did, actually. So you just, you were, you're like, this is, this is my sport. Yes, I fell in love with it and I was like, 
this is definitely it. I was I was burnt out of softball, even though I was pretty good at it and way better than I was at volleyball. But everything about volleyball, the aspect of the game, the way that girls communicate with each other and hitting and blocking, like all of it was just way more fun. How do you catch up? Because I mean, like, I imagine everybody else has already got a club team. They're already playing yes. club volleyball. Yes. How do you go from, I'm a softball player who's never played volleyball, to getting caught up to be good enough to get recruited by a Division One school? Yeah, um, repetition, continuously, continuously failing until you succeed. That's purely it. That's I'm, I'm impressed by that. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> know you. that. That's, uh, Thank that's you. quite a story. I want to talk about your family for a second. Okay. Though. You've got four siblings. It's Amari, Riley, Roth, and Maddie, and yes, you. Yes. Where do you fit in the mix there? Who's the oldest? Like, where are you? Who's the oldest? Who's the youngest? So, uh, Maddie is on my mom's side, okay. and Roth is my full brother, and then my two little sisters are on my dad's side. Okay. So, I like to say I'm the big sis, even though Maddie is older than me. Right. She's a lot older than me okay. by about 10 or 11 years. <laughs> so, she was out of the house pretty early on, and I just, like, filled that role of big sis pretty right. fast so big sis basically <laughs> so you're older than Roth too yes okay so did you guys all play sports oh yeah yeah we're all in sports my older sister did cheer in high school um Roth does football and basketball my little sisters do everything under the moon <laughs> who's the best athlete is it you for sure. For sure. For sure. Okay, so do you guys did your dad ever have like family training sessions where it was like oh, six a.m. Yeah. Whole families at the gym right now. <laughs> not not six a.m. I don't think he could get us all to do that, <laughs> but definitely a competitive household for sure. How, what what games or sports were you guys playing as kids that were just the most competitive and just starting all the fights? Well, like I said, playing softball growing up. Yep. My brother played a lot of baseball, uh -huh. so it was always like well, who can hit the hardest, who can hit farther. Um, my dad was an athlete. He played basketball in college. So just all of us being athletes, it's like, ultimately it was like one day we we went to my dad's room and all of us were in there and he was just all of a sudden like, who can hold the plank the longest? And it ended up being my seven-year-old little sister, Riley, held it for four minutes straight. Like it was insane. That's how competitive we are. Where'd your dad play basketball? Um, UNCA. Okay, so we played there last year. Uh, so just a, just a whole athletic competitive family. Yes. Yes. Who lifts the most? <laughs> my dad. No one can touch him. If we take dad out of the mix. Yes. Okay. The kids, is it you? Is it Roth? Is it the younger mm, one? That's close because I, I can, I feel like I can lift pretty heavy, but my you brother got has gotten a lot stronger. He's hit like that growth spurt How age. He is 16. Yeah, so he's getting... Yes, yeah, he's yeah. getting stronger. He's, he's getting, yeah. He got taller than me. Like, all of a sudden, I am no longer feel like big sis anymore. <laughs> oh, the, so the, the other thing that when I asked John VA and Nina and all your other friends, what should I ask Jada about? They all said you did a lot of online shopping. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I, what, what, tell me about that. Do you spend... What are you doing? Are you spending... Are you ordering something every day, um, every week? No, no, no. It's, it's really not even that bad. It's just... I don't manage money well, so when I do get a good majority that I can just spend on what I want, usually my first purchase is just clothes online. Just like a whole lot of them. It's a very bad habit. <laughs> it's really bad. Nina and uh, John Viasso told me that you eat a lot of ramen, like any college student, right? Yeah. Uh, Nina claims yours is quite good. Do you have some kind of secret ingredient, or are you just making straight-up regular ramen, <laughs> and she doesn't um, know what she's talking about? Yeah, I I would say I'm pretty good at making ramen. What do you, what do you do? You do anything differently? Is there kind of some kind of secret ingredient? Is it just the seasoning packet? Um. Well, my favorite kind are the hot and spicy in like the little bowls. Okay. That you can just like pop in, but I don't use two out of the three things it comes with. I don't like the veggies and I don't like the sauce. I only use the seasoning. Okay. But what I made Nina was just basic like ramen packets just the ones yeah. you can get for like a dollar they come with 12 but the trick i use is i crush them up and then i put water in it and after i microwave it i eat them with a spoon a spoon a spoon so it's like a soup yeah kind of actually You're just and thinking like a chicken noodle soup yeah and i put hot sauce in it there you go that might be it that's definitely it <laughs> so what is your major 
Pre-vet. Pre-vet. Okay, I didn't know if pre-vet was a major. So you want to be a vet, obviously. I do. Why or what kind of led you to that that career choice? Um, it started when I went to SeaWorld when I was little. Um, I saw all the girls, like, riding with the dolphins and the orcas, and I was like, dang, I really want to do that. But then it always changed, but it always stayed something to do with animals. Mm-hmm. So... Now, um, I'm actually really against SeaWorld, but now I want to be a veterinarian, but I don't want to just do small animal or just large animal. I want to do exotic where I go to zoos and aquariums or travel to different countries and work on different types of animals. Like that is my dream job. Is there like one place in particular, like, man, that's where I want to be a vet at? Like just like Disney's got a lot of animals, like a zoo. (laughs) I mean, maybe that, maybe that, uh, the Georgia aquarium has always amazed me yeah, like it's a cool place very cool biggest aquarium just the way that they function and how they do things it's always just boggled my mind so i don't know anything about pre-vet have you got to work with any animals anything yet have you done anything outside of school where you work with animals um i mean i, I i've owned a lot of pets if that counts yeah, but close enough i've also shadowed a veterinarian before and i got to saw i got to see a couple surgeries okay um, I think that's probably the closest thing to veterinarian medicine that I've got to do. Is there like a certain vet school that you want to go to one day? Like you're like, that's the place I want to go or is um, it just forever? Anywhere I can get into, but LMU, I'm really hoping I can go there. Lincoln Memorial? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, so I have one last question and then we're going to do our rapid fire question. So the last okay. question is why Austin P? Um, I would say short answer volleyball, of okay. course, but... Truthfully, pre-veterinary medicine program, not a lot of places have that, and it looks really good when you're trying to go to a vet school to say that you went into a major and actually did that, so that too. I'm sure that does help. All right, so are you ready for our rapid fire questions? Yes. All right, first up, what's your favorite word or saying? Dude. Dude? (laughs) Yes. Perfect. Uh, What is the last book you read? Probably a history book. For class. I'm a history major, so it sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> no. Which history? Is it world or U.S.? Um, it was U.S., but I had to drop the class. So. you know which teacher it was? Antonio Thompson. Did I ever have him? I think I did, but it was German military history when Ooh. I was in his class. Ooh, I no. enjoyed it. My notebook from that class is a work of art if you would like to see You're it. You're a history major? I sure was. That is insane. I could never, ever. Well, if you take German military history, I've got a notebook for you, and you'll get an A. Um, <laughs> okay. What's your worst habit? Um, either doubting myself or downplaying how I feel about something. Okay. Do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? No. No? No. Slow walker? Um, I can hardly run a mile in 10 minutes. Okay. So. All right. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a good reason. <laughs> What's one rule in any sport you would like to change or add? Um, that's tough. I feel like beach, it's a lot of uh, the way that you can't set the ball or something. Yeah, that, or maybe an indoor, I would just... Maybe I would add that you can only have one blocker. That way I can just score every single time. You don't want any half blocks. You want them <laughs> no. all. No. Yeah. What app on your phone gets the most use? Um, Probably TikTok. I feel like that's a pretty common answer. Yeah. What's the last gift you gave somebody? Um, I'm not really sure. I guess I would say for Valentine's, we did a Galentine's with me and my friends and I got them Starbucks gift card and candles. There you go. Uh, if you were casting a movie about yourself, who would you pick to play you? Oh, geez. Um, like someone that looks like me? It can be anybody. Like um, Nina picked like Ella Sawyer or Shaylee Kirby or something like that. Like just mm. she picked one of her friends. It can be anybody. You think. Who do you want to play you in the movie? Um... <laughs> I don't know. J-Lo, maybe? J-Lo? Yeah. That's a good pick. She's a great actor. Always a good pick. Uh, What's the most embarrassing song you love? Mm. 
I don't really know if there is one that's embarrassing. You're just not embarrassed by any of them? No, oh, not per- really. That's a good enough answer for me. If you could go to any concert, who would it be? Khalid, hands down. Khalid? Favorite artist, there yes. There you go. What's one place in the world you want to visit the most? Um, Bali. Bali? Yes. I don't think we've ever had anybody say Bali before. Really? No. We get a lot of like tropical islands and Europe. Yeah. I, I like that one. That one's different. Uh, if you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Mm. Um, I think I would choose... I don't know. That's hard. <laughs> any people ever. Like, any, they, you don't have to know them. They can be dead. They can be people you know now. Um, I guess Obama. Um, MLK. Okay. And... Khalid, there we go. President Obama, Dr. King, and Khalid. <laughs> there you go. That'll work. Who or what inspires you? Um, my family inspires me. They're always growing, trying to be better people. Uh, makes me, makes me do the same. And we're always pushing each other. Um, what? Just being great at life. There you go. Uh, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, don't be afraid of failure. That's good advice. Now, our last question comes from our last guest, Jemiah Johnson. Okay. She wants to know, if you had a superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, I would definitely read minds. Mind reader? Yes. I already tried to do that. Like, I already try to see how people feel about me or just see what they're thinking (laughs) about a certain situation. So I would do that in a heartbeat. So the last question, actually, you get to ask our guests next week. What question do you want to ask on the PCAST next week? Um, I actually came prepared. I have yeah, a question. I was going to say, you went to your phone like you had one ready <laughs> I do to have a question. And my question is, if you could redo your entire athletic career, what would you do differently? That's, that's a good question. Jada, I appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast. I know you're making a trip to Atlanta later to play in Georgia State's tournament. So good luck. Thank you. And we'll be right back with the PCAST. Another big thank you to Jada Clark of the Austin P Volleyball and Beach Volleyball team for taking some time on a day that they're going to Atlanta to play in Georgia State's tournament to, to uh, stop by and talk to us here on the PCAST. Always appreciate it. She stopped by on a big day. Like I said earlier, it's the first day of the Masters, which is top five sports event to begin with. Yeah. Not only is it the first day of the Masters, thanks to Major League Baseball's dumb lockout, mm-hmm. it's opening day. Woo! Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, the Reds are playing 7:04 Central Time first pitch against the Atlanta Braves on ESPN. The Reds never win primetime games, so about pretty lo- fired up about, about that. About to lose by 10? I'm not sure we've won a primetime game since I was born. We haven't won a playoff series since I was born, so uh, big opening day. Yeah. Alex is doing baseball research, too. But breaking baseball news, Yeah, the, the Pirates, who are going to have a lot of bad days this season, mm-hmm. signed their top Top-hitting prospect Cabrian Hayes to an eight-year, $70 million contract extension this morning. Yep. He left today's game in the first inning with a wrist injury. <laughs> Tough time. I feel so bad for them. I don't feel bad Dude, for them. I, like, I hate the Pittsburgh right. Pirates. But I feel bad for Cabrian Hayes because mm-hmm. he's a good player, and that kind of sucks. Darn, he's only going to be making say, $70 million now. Yeah, but – are baseball, I think I've asked this before, but are baseball contracts fully guaranteed? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yes. Yes is my answer. Still. Do, not, you, have a, do you have a World Series pick since you've been doing your baseball no. research? Um, 
I not off the top of my head. The Toronto Blue Jays are hot in the streets. Apparently, everybody's picking Toronto. Toronto can swing it a little bit. Like that. That's what Nathan said. That he's. That's what Nathan said. He he would pick to go to the series. I don't know who I'm picking, but uh, I didn't put any thought into it. Me and Colby did a full awards and picks thing mm-hmm. last year. I hadn't put any thought into it, but I think Toronto's probably probably a good pick. I think Toronto could win the East. I don't know if Boston can pitch enough to win the East. They I can hit. Mm-hmm. They can hit. Uh, Sorry, I'm not. I'm definitely not as good at baseball as Mr. Colby Wilson. I'm pretty excited that a lot of the teams have actually called up their top prospects instead of leaving them in the minor leagues for two weeks. Right. Bobby Witt starting a shortstop for the Royals. Spencer Torkelson's going to play first base for the Tigers. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, the J-Rod show, is going to play for the Mariners. Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green are going to pitch for the Reds in the first week of the season. Is that everybody? I feel like that's not everybody. There's a lot of good prospects that got called up early. It's pretty cool. It's very refreshing right. to see them not um, try to – Ruin these kids' baseball careers for one extra year of contract control. Good for baseball. Actually, doing something right for once. We'll see if maybe we'll see if this continues. Um, like I said, the Reds, Tyler Malley versus one of the Braves starters. I don't even know. Are we gonna lose? It doesn't matter. Yeah. ESPN seven oh four. This will be probably probably last night. Whenever you're listening to this, but hey, if the Reds win, it'll be big on prime time. Yeah. I mean, the Braves apparently all hated Freddie Freeman, so they're going to be feeling good without him. Mm-hmm. That was a fun, fun thing to sit, wake up to. Yeah. I, <laughs> Have you ever seen a fan base, like, abandon their superstars so quickly? I feel like that's what the Packers were trying to do over the offseason. Um, do you think if Aaron Rodgers would have left, well, though one of their, their best players would have come out and said, man, I actually just hated that guy? I guarantee somebody would have. Like, would like it have been, it, like, the other best player on the team, though? Probably not. Yeah, because that's what, that's, what that's what happened in yeah. Atlanta. It's a weird thing. Tough sledding, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see if the Reds can take or keep it within 10. On to other things. Yep. Jock and roll was last week. Yes, it was. It was a, uh, it was a student-athlete talent show. And I have to give a shout-out to everybody mm-hmm. that participated because to get up on stage – in front of all the other student athletes mm-hmm. with the mic, the camera, the lights. It's a big thing. It takes a lot of guts. So shout out to everybody, but especially a shout out to Trey Goodman and the football guys that won. If you football were th- won. Yes. Okay. Oh boy. If you weren't there to see their performance, mm-hmm. Trey Goodman was Michael Jackson. The rest of the four guys were the Jackson five. Yeah. They started out with back to back Jackson five songs. They had the Afros, they mm-hmm. had the outfits. I mean, they were dialed in. Goodman can move up there too, let me tell okay. you. So they did the first two Jackson 5 songs, and I didn't think it could get better. Mm-hmm. And then Trey Goodman came out and did Man in the Mirror by himself. That That's quite impressive. It was good. That is pretty good. It was good. <laughs> I think the uh, softball team placed. I think the track and field team placed. See, I, I, and I the saw, men's golf team did the YMCA, which was quite fun. I, I, I saw golf and I saw softballs because I wasn't able to go because I had Yeah, I think golf was second, and the softball and track and field tied for third. Maybe I'm wrong, but those were the four I know that placed. Uh, but like I said, shout out to the football guys that won. They they went out there and they killed it. I'll give I'll give them that. They 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 did it good. They were they were ready to go. Good job. Let's take a look ahead at what's happening this week. How about it? Let's do it. Women's golf's going to start the week because they're going to play a Thursday, not Thursday, Friday Saturday tournament. Throw me off a little with my days here because there used some those Monday Tuesday things. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to Murray State's Jan Weaver Invitational Friday and Saturday. Uh, the Govs' best ever finish at the Jan Weaver Invitational. They finished in second place in 2010. It was a two-round tournament back then. Chelsea Harris won it. That helps. Um, last tournament before the OVC Championship. So, Got big weekend. Big weekend. I mean, the Govs are playing good. Taylor Dedman won last week. Erica Scott's been good all year. Riley Cooper's back in the lineup. Shelby Darnell's consistent. Kaylee Campbell might be the best freshman in the OVC if she didn't have Erica Scutt in her mm-hmm. league and also on her team. Yeah. So. And we've won, what, two of the last three players of the week for the women? and. Deadman has won two of the last three by herself. She's yeah. also the golfer of the month. Right. Which is a big award because it's harder. You have to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Well, so, she, is, she is quite consistent. She is. And if you get Scott, Deadman, and all those gals rolling at the same time, watch out. Mm-hmm. So. Get the get to put yourself up against a lot of the OVC competition that maybe you haven't played for the rest of the spring, so, so re- you'll really see where you are for the OVC tournament because I'm sure Belmont's there. I should yeah. know that Belmont's there. I know Murray State's there. It's their tournament, mm-hmm. so uh, that's how that'll happen. Yeah. 
Beach volleyball team is also hitting the road. It'll be the last time they play on the road before the postseason. Dang. They're at home for both of their next two tournaments. Uh, but the Govs are going to start the GSU, that's Georgia State, digging duels Digging in Atlanta duels. at 10 a.m. on Friday against UAB. They're going to play host Georgia State at 2 p.m. Friday. On Saturday, they've got a 7 a.m. match against OVC rival Chattanooga. Then at 1 p.m., they play Tampa. You and, and going back to that UAB, like UAB is good, right? Like they've Georgia State's ranked. Okay. So they're the best team there, I would say. And, and I want to say Alabama-Birmingham is – I think they beat uh, a couple of ranked opponents last week. Uh, they are – they're like 14 and 12. They've got a lot of wins. Okay. Uh, so it's a – it's a good little field. Yeah, Chattanooga were one and zero against this season. Tampa is a has a losing record barely, but they've got a win against Florida or not Florida Palm Beach Atlantic, who beat yep. us earlier in the season. Right, uh, they're in Florida. That's always a good thing. Some of those D two Florida beach volleyball teams aren't really D two schools in beach volleyball. I mean, exactly. I mean, they're they D one. Yeah, they're a good team. So that's going to be another. It's a tough field. Mm-hmm. It's a tough field. Um, it's a good field to play before you come back and host two tournaments before the OVC championship. So uh, see right where you are. Yeah, go up there against some of the better teams and hopefully come get up, some come wins. Away with yeah, a few let's wins. get let's get some wins. Your women's tennis team had a match postponed. Yeah, they did. Uh, their match against SIUE was supposed to be on Friday. It's supposed to rain again all day on Friday, so that got moved to Sunday. So instead, the women will play, or they will still play Eastern Illinois on Saturday morning, and then they'll play SIUE on Sunday. Uh, and just to kind of preview those. Eastern Illinois, they're two and fourteen. They dropped their first two conference matches. It's a, it, it's one of those matches that you should win. Granted, Eastern Illinois has that one girl on their team with a really long last name, um, uh, Papa Vesuvius. What you said, Papa Vesuvius. I've announced I'm, it multiple times. I'm going to need you to write that down for me when I do Just that. Just go Saturday. ask the coach for pronunciation, but okay. it is like Papa Vesuvius or something. I have okay. to see it again to like yeah. sound it out. But uh, but no, so she's good, but their team overall not great at two and fourteen. SIUE has the most wins in the OVC at 13. Um, on paper, they're one of the most improved teams this season. They lost to Southeast Missouri 4-3 to in their conference opener, and they also, I think they beat UT Martin. Um, they've got 13 wins, but a lot of those, a lot of those wins are not high-quality wins. Granted, it's still a team you don't want to look past. Um, and then the men will also play Eastern Illinois. Uh, it's an Eastern Illinois team that they've beat 11 of the last 12 or 12 of the last 13 times. So the men look to pick up a big win or look to pick up a win um, in OVC play against Eastern Illinois. So that's really what I got for that. Baseball team's going to make the trip to UT Martin. And I said it, and I felt like it was more true than it was, that we never have great weekends at Martin. Mm-hmm. But you look at the stats and the records, and like, we went lost. we've only lost like two series there all time or something. I don't know. I feel like every time I've been there, yeah. personally, and I've been there for baseball series, it doesn't go well. So maybe it's well, me. just don't go. Maybe it's me. Um, but the baseball team's going to go to UT Martin. They're going to play Friday at five, Saturday at three, and Sunday at one. There's no midweek this week because they play a Thursday, Friday, Saturday for uh, Easter for Easter okay. weekend on Sunday next week. Uh, the last time I went to a baseball game at UT Martin, the Sunday game, I believe it was, Alex Robles threw a complete game, got the win, and then hit for the cycle. Nice. <laughs> Me and Cody still think he's the only person in college baseball history to do that. We haven't found anybody else that's done it in the same game. Uh, I don't know if we have any two-way starters this year. Maybe Sebastian Martinez. I don't think he's going to start, though, so he doesn't really have a chance at that one. be cool, though. It really would be. It was cool. It was pretty cool. I can imagine. But uh, UT Martin behind us in the standings. So, Govs are 3-3. Three and three. Skyhunks are 1-6. and six. You yeah. can really put yourself ahead of them this weekend mm-hmm. and make it hard for them to catch you. And worst case scenario, if you're battling them for that last tournament spot, it can be hard to catch you with a three-game lead on them. Exactly. And, and I mean, overall, I want to say, you know, we're sitting at like fifth in the OVC standings already. Granted, you know, we're you Six know, just, just in. But still, I mean, if you can, you know, get some momentum, especially going against that Martin team, take it. Jack Alexander's hot, too. Yes, he is. He launched a ball at Vanderbilt. Yeah. Trackman said 412, and I don't believe it. How far is uh, Vanderbilt Field? I don't know. I don't know. He hit it over the bleachers and out of the stadium. It was off the bat like 106. I feel like it went farther than 412 feet. Mm-hmm. I can't confirm that. I also can't deny it. Nice. Softball team. What do they got, Alex? Uh, softball is going to travel to Tennessee State this weekend. They're going to play the Tigers, who are 11-25 and overall and 2-9 and in OVC play. Um, they're going to play them 
in a 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. doubleheader on Friday, and then they are going to play at 1 p.m. on Saturday. Um, and then after that, they've got a midweek against Chattanooga, which is, is it here or is it at Chat? It's there. It's there. It's not okay. here, as far okay. as I know. I read the schedule and it said at Chat. Okay. So yeah, Gubs are on the road for a little bit longer. And uh, I mean, overall, I mean, they're, those are games that, you know, you definitely want to pick up. I mean, you you wish you would have swept Tech over this last weekend, but, you know, Gubs are sitting at 6-7 right now in the OVC standings. So pick up a couple of wins, get the momentum. This is a team that when they're good, they are easily one of the best teams in the OVC. So uh, go beat Tennessee State and then go beat Chat. Men's golf team is going to travel up to the Missouri Tiger Invitational in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, they, like I said, they're coming off match play, I imagine. This is not another match play tournament. I don't have the details on that one yet. Uh, I don't know if Nathan does. Uh, should be stroke play. Should be a good chance to get back into it after. Match play is different. It's mm-hmm. a different, it's a different, you're playing one-on-one. It's a different beast, so get back into it. Like I said, maybe their last tournament for the OVC Championship. Maybe there's one more, but uh, going to be a good field. SEC teams tournament, so I think they have their own course, too. Because I'm pretty sure my brother ran an OVC cross-country championship on the golf course that the University of Missouri has. Really? Yeah. Nathan used to talk about going to play golf before work, too. Hmm. So they definitely have their own course because it was cheap for employees. Sounds like it'd be a good time. Yeah. There's a soccer game on Saturday, too, Alex. At Morgan yes, Bro- at, at Mo Brosso. At Mo Brosso. 1 p.m. versus Union College. It's alumni and family day for Austin P. Soccer. I won't be there. You will be. I will be there. Kim McGowan, that whole staff, that whole team, a lot of alumni – Go out there and go see them. Go watch them. Playing some good soccer right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been, I mean, it's, it's been a fun spring. What else are you going to do? Exactly. If you can't if you can't, if you can't get onto the football spring game, which right. is on Fort Campbell, mm-hmm. go watch some soccer. Exactly. Speaking of football, there's a pretty big spring game on Saturday. Uh, 10 a.m., Fort Campbell, Frayer Stadium, Fort Campbell High School's field in Fort Campbell, Kentucky. If you can get on base, it is open to anyone. Got to be able to get on base, though. To get on base, you got to go to Visitor Center at Gate 4, unless you have a military ID or some kind of contractor ID that can get you on base, in which case, go right on in. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have that, Gate 4, you're going to need a driver's license. The driver of the car will need a valid ID, proof of insurance, and a registration. All other passengers also need a valid ID. Once the visitor's pass is acquired at Gate 4, head on down to Frayer Stadium, watch some girls football. Uh, the ante has been upped for the I- spring game. It is Team Gerald Harrison, Austin P. Director of Athletics, versus mm-hmm. Team Michael Lacari, the president Austin P. Of State the University president. I, and they've been talking some smack on Twitter, too. Let me tell you, those two, if you were in the draft room the other day, mm-hmm. ooh, whew. who's uh, Who's got who? I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen any Them and the coaches were, like, the assistant coaches are talking some smack, too. They no, announced the teams at practice today, at the end of practice, okay. so all the guys were hyped up here and who was on what mm-hmm. team. Um Personally, I like Gerald's team. Okay. I like I like the defense. I like his O line. Who, who, who does he got? I mean, this is something. That, is this I something that you can say? I can't. Yeah, no, no. It's I could tell you if I could just rattle off O lineman names, but I can't gotcha. right now. Uh, Gerald's got Doc Rogan at Bandit, which I really like. He's mm-hmm. got Corey Chapman at Spur. He's going to have. Oh, who's Gerald's quarterback? Gerald's quarterbacks are Sheldon Lehman and Bryce Robinson. Okay. Um, who else? Gerald's got Maddox Trujillo and Matt Rigney. He's uh, souped up on special teams. Souped, and he's got Papa Joe, okay. special teams coordinator. Yeah. Oh, so, so they were drafting coaches, too? No, no, no. So or, coaches were already on a side. So gotcha. Gerald's got uh, Ryan Stanchek, co-offensive mm-hmm. coordinator and offensive line coach, Akeem Davis, defensive backs and co-defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and J.J. Clark, the new linebackers coach. Dr. Lakari has uh, co-offensive coordinator mm-hmm. Austin Silvoy, co-defensive coordinator, associate head coach Chris Kappas. Mm-hmm. And who else does he have? Jordan McNeil, I believe, the running backs coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerald Scott, Joe Papalardo, and Brian Baca as well. It's not bad. So Gerald Scott, the juice coordinator. Yeah, he's, <laughs> that's all you need. Let that's me tell it. you, that's a big one to have. Dr. Lacari has Dre McCray. So he's got a uh, freshman All-American. Yeah, he's a got, freshman All-American. He's got that. Um, I believe Gerald got Shamari Simmons, though. Okay. So, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. So that's what you're saying. I'm trying to th- remember. I think Gerald's got... Gerald's got D Ford at one corner though, so he's got he's got um, D Ford and Mike Evans maybe the transfer corner. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, I, I'm not just saying this because Gerald's the boss. <laughs> I like Gerald's team. Uh, I mean they're both they're pretty they're pretty even, but 
I'm giving a slight edge to to Gerald's team. That's where yeah. I'm at. We'll put up a poll on Twitter tomorrow and see what the fans think. I'm all for it. Cool. Can't uh, wait for it. Anything else happening that you can think of? Not that I can think of. It is going to be a very busy Saturday with all that stuff going on. Very busy. Yeah. In the meantime, Katie Etheridge, Riley Flames, Matthew Fitzpatrick, they've got all the community service opportunities for you, the athletes. You did a great job. I mean a great job with Turner's Heroes raising money during Jock and Roll, mm-hmm. at Jock and Roll, uh, just that whole week when you were raising money for Turner's Heroes and Pediatric Cancer Research. Just uh, hats off, round of applause. Keep doing things like that. Once again, shout out to guys, everybody at the Jock and Roll for doing that, especially um, women's golf team Andrew McElwain were standing out the front gate collecting money mm-hmm. when everybody came in. So big shout out to them. Good job, guys. The ESPYs are also coming up. They're just yes, a few short weeks away. Mm-hmm. We're about, what, two weeks away now? That sounds right. Yeah. You should be ready. You should have your invite. Ready. You should be picking your outfits. I am. Are you? I sure am. What are you wearing? I have no idea. Okay. He's so not picking I'm his not, I'm in the process of picking my outfit. Well, then once again, another happy belated National Student Athlete Day. We hope you enjoyed that yesterday. It was a day for you, the student athletes. In the meantime, Alex. Yes. What should people do? You should uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P or on Facebook at Austin P. Governors. Let's Go P.com for dates, news, stories, information. Cody Bush, Nathan Pelkowski, Alex Allard, Chris Austin, and myself. We've got all the information you need about everything Austin P. right there on that website. Uh, we've even got ticket info. But you know who's got more ticket info? Info, not info. 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 More ticket info. Our ticket guru, Johnny Mitchell. He's got all the information you can use to get in the game. Baseball tickets are on sale. Softball tickets are on sale. Uh, you might still be able to get season tickets. I don't know if that's what you would want to do at this point in the season, but you can still, hey, if you want them, get them. We, but we've also Lock got single-game ticket options available. We want to see you at Raymond C. Ham Park. We want to see you at Cheryl Holt Field, Kathy Maynard Park, Joe Maynard Field. So go online or call Johnny and get all those tickets now. And, hey, football season ticket renewals are also happening right now. If you're a football season ticket holder, you have until 5 p.m. on April 29th to renew your tickets. Five home games, the first day sun season, call – 931-221-PEAY or go online to letsgop.com backslash buy tickets to reserve your tickets from last season today. Uh, after that deadline, April 5th or April 29th at 5 p.m., all remaining seats that have not been reserved or renewed, free game. Yep. Free game. So don't lose your spot. Season ticket holder benefits for the upcoming season include memorabilia fashion from the old turf at Fortera Stadium, which, hey, by the way, we're replacing. But that's the turf we won the 2019 OVC championship on. Uh, exclusive season ticket holder events include a ticket pickup party and early access to the 2022 Fan Fest. So, okay. yeah, be ready for that. In addition, single or season ticket holders will have the opportunity to, to purchase a ticket to the regular season finale game at Alabama. That's Bryant Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. Uh, it's the Gov's first ever trip there. So, season ticket holders receive the first chance to get those. You also receive priority access to Austin P and Nashville Predator events. And there will be a lot more benefits for the season announced in the upcoming months and year. Will 100% be worth it? I mean, with, yeah. I mean, it's the best deal in town. What easily, else? What easily. else you gonna do for five Saturdays in the fall? Then come watch the Govs win an A Sun title. Exactly. You could also uh, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on our website. Let's go backslash podcast. Right after you purchase your season tickets, obviously. Of course. And you could give us uh, a rating. Yes. Maybe even a review. If you want. If you're feeling like it. How many stars would, would you suggest, Alex? I mean, it, I would give us five. Me personally. Five of five, that is? Five of five, that is. I would also give us five of five. Uh, if you want to suggest a guest or let us know of a local on-campus event, we should shout out. Tell us who you think wins the 86th Masters Tournament. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's at Alex Allard underscore APSU. Shout out to Jason McDonald. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Shout out to Tiger Woods for getting back on the course at Augusta National. I'll talk to you next week. So long. Everybody.